0: Good morning and welcome to Laurel Heights where we promise preaching and teaching from the text of Scripture and the text I will begin with today is found in the book of Psalms chapter 69 and verse 20 69 and verse 20 in the book of Psalms I have a good idea how this verse will strike you at first it is not uplifting, jubilant, or encouraging when you first read this, but it is real. Psalm sixty-nine, twenty, Reproaches have broken my heart so that I am in despair. I looked for pity, but there was none. And for comforters... And I found none. I cannot speak for everybody, but many people, many of God's people, have experienced moments of despair. Maybe long periods of loneliness. This is a sad statement. It transports our emotions in a negative direction, at least initially when we first read about it and think about what's described. Or it works in us a compassion for people who experience this loneliness. Like Paul, who wrote of a similar emotion in 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 16, in his final days when he said, No one came to stand by me. We don't talk about this much. But the subject of loneliness is addressed in Scripture, and it is clear God has made provisions for us to overcome loneliness. See, God cares about our emotional welfare. He wants us to worship Him, He wants us to be engaged in the work of the church. He wants us to do good and reject evil. He wants us to uphold truth against error. He wants us to think right, speak right, live right, all of that without a doubt. But Scripture sends to us strong and uplifting messages that God cares about our emotional well-being. He wants us to be connected to people in good ways. He wants us to have hope and joy and zeal for righteousness. Let us attend worship assemblies and read our Bibles and be involved members. All of that without any doubt. But also, may we be grateful recipients of blessings from God that keep us in good spirits and peace of mind. This morning's question is, what has God provided to help us overcome loneliness? What has God provided to help us overcome loneliness? Number one, family. You are familiar with God's work of creation that came to a point where he established the home. Genesis 2 and verse 18. The Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a helper fit for him. Not long after God said, Be fruitful and multiply. You begin to read a family after family after family, and you begin to observe the joy of that domestic relationship. One of God's provisions that works against loneliness is the family unit. It provides for us peace and joy God intends for us to receive. There is no requirement that every single person be married. There is no requirement that every married person fill the house with children. But we well understand that for people who have made the decision to marry and have children, when all of that functions as God has directed, it becomes a great answer and solution to loneliness. We will see in just a moment, this is not the only provision, but this was one of God's first efforts to answer man's need for companionship. There are widows and widowers who will testify of the emptiness of their home after they lost their companion. There are parents who see their children leave home and experience what is sometimes called the empty nest. And they struggle with the emotions of that separation. And it underscores the very thing that we're talking about concerning the value of domestic fellowship and companionship. God's intention is that families are safe places to nurture emotional security through companionship, as all of that operates under God's authority. It is a delight for God and a delight from God to share with family your interest and your affections and your worries and your love and your faith. One way God answers loneliness is through the family relationship. There's more. The local church. Before I get to the passage in Acts that speaks directly to this, can I show you something, please, from Ecclesiastes in chapter 4, verses 9 through 12. You would not expect to find any reference to the local church in the Old Testament or in Ecclesiastes, but through principle mention is made that pertains to it. Listen, please. Ecclesiastes 4, 9 to 12. Two are better than one, because they have a good reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow, but woe to him who is alone when he falls, and has not another "...to lift him up. Again, if two lie together, they keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? And though a man might prevail against one who is alone, two will withstand him. A threefold cord is not quickly broken." Now, here's one of those places where Solomon just makes an observation that we identify with immediately. He uses imagery that connects with what we understand. How simply he puts it when he says, two are better than one. And the text is affirming the value of companionship. Now, in the New Testament, when people obey the gospel, they join with others who've obeyed the gospel in a local group, a local church. There is great value in that unity of Christians. That close relationship that we form. References made to it in Acts 2 and verse 44. All who believed were together and had all things in common. What is that? It's believers together sharing. They prayed together. They worshiped together. They endured abuse together. They loved one another. They encouraged one another. They provoked one another to love and good works. They came together on a regular basis and became close companions, fellowship, family, spiritual family. I've often thought about this. If I were out on an island without possibility of contact with family and brethren, just me on the island, I could still obey God to the best of my ability under that circumstance, but it would be hard to have no assembly, nobody to talk to, nobody to eat with, nobody to listen to, nobody to listen to me. Nobody to say, it will be okay, you will make it. It's hard to imagine the difficulty of an isolated existence. It may be that the Apostle John on the island of Patmos came to some of that, recognized how hard that was. I tell you, if I were on that island, I would make this probably my memory verse at my low points, Reproaches have broken my heart, so I am in despair. I looked for pity, but there was none, and for comforters, but I found none. God cares about our inner emotional welfare. And He, in His grace, has made provision for us to avoid isolation and loneliness. The family, the church... But there's more. We're going to move higher. There's even deeper answers we're going to navigate now to help us grapple with loneliness and help others with it. God offers as an answer to loneliness Himself. Are you a Christian? Have you been buried with Christ in baptism to arise to walk in newness of life? If you are continuing to walk by faith day by day, you always have God. Every moment. Every day. In this sense, it can always be said, you are not on your own. And you are not all alone if you have God. You can speak to Him anytime. You can ask for His help. He has left a written record of what you need to know to navigate life and go to heaven. You can praise God and be thankful to Him and take comfort in His grace. No matter if everyone leaves you, you still have God. Which is the point in Hebrews thirteen five and 6. I will never leave you nor forsake you, the Lord says. And add verse 6, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what can man do to me. And then add to that James 4 and verse 8. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. So, with clean hands and pure heart, you can move closer to God. And His promise is, I will draw near to you. What a powerful answer to loneliness that you have access to through Jesus Christ. Your Creator. Many years ago in Kansas, a man placed an ad in a newspaper just for fun. He took out an ad in the newspaper just for fun, and the ad gave his phone number, and he said, I will listen to you talk for 30 minutes without any criticism or comment for $5. For a week or so, he got 10 to 20 calls a day. And every single one of them mailed in their bill. The man finally had to change his phone number. That tells us there are lonely people who want someone to listen. God says to His people, I will listen, no charge. I will listen, no charge. Christ said to his disciples, I am with you always to the end of the age. Now, you remember the point I made about the Apostle Paul over in 2 Timothy 4 in my introduction. Can I go back to that and read a little bit more of that? In 2 Timothy chapter 4, here's a good study of loneliness and needing help and asking help and realizing that it's been provided. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 9 through 18. Paul, some of his final words are written here. Do your best to come to me soon. For Demas, in love with this present world, has deserted me and gone to Thessalonica. Crescens has gone to Galatia, Titus to Dalmatia. Luke alone is with me. Get Mark and bring him with you. For he is very useful to me for ministry. Tychicus I have sent to Ephesus. When you come, bring the cloak that I left with Carpus at Troas, also the books and above all the parchments. Alexander the coppersmith did me great harm. The Lord will repay him according to his deeds. Beware of him yourself, for he strongly opposed our message. At my first defense, no one came to stand by me. But all deserted me, may it not be charged against them. But the Lord stood by me and strengthened me, so that through me the message might be fully proclaimed, that all the Gentiles might hear it. So I was rescued from the lion's mouth. The Lord will rescue me from every evil deed and bring me safely into his heavenly kingdom. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. This is one of those passages that has a pathway to it. And at first, you hear the emotions expressed by the Apostle Paul in the circumstance that he was in. Understandable. He says, I've been deserted. Luke alone is with me. And then there is a plea from Paul, come to see me. So Paul, in the first part of this, is venting his emotions. And then... He gives the answer that he realized in verse 17. The Lord stood by me and strengthened me. To him be the glory forever and ever. Are you a Christian? Christ is with you. Do you walk with him? Then he is with you. You are not alone. We live in a society where loneliness may become a greater problem for people with modern technology that sometimes separates us from each other and discourages face-to-face time. But through all of that that we may go through, Christians have Christ. And also here on the ground, we have each other. Let's not let technology separate us. For Christ instructs us to encourage one another and help one another and share burdens and affections. Let's be more responsive to all of that. Now, I hope I've presented what helps you if you struggle with loneliness, but I have something else from Scripture to say on the subject. If you suffer with loneliness ask for help. Ask God and ask your brethren. Now, I think I can, I can tell you the first part of this might be easier than the second part. The first part of this you may like And you may be doing, but not so much the second part. So I have a couple of passages for you. It's one thing to tell God of your struggles, but God has made additional provision for us in our struggles. We need to tell each other. You mean tell others that I'm hurting? And I need their prayers and their presence. Tell my brethren that I need their help. Paul did. What do you think of Paul? A man of strength, courage, integrity, but a man who was willing to say, Come to me soon, pray for me. Hey, Timothy, do your best to come before winter. In 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 21, Paul is asking brethren to be with him and to stand with him in his final days. It's okay to ask for help. Ask God, but God has made additional provision here on earth. We can ask each other for prayers and for help and for their presence in Proverbs 18.24, one who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. You have a friend in Jesus, and Jesus' friends can be your friends. I can also tell you this, that in heaven this will not be a problem. No loneliness in heaven. We will be perfectly and forever fulfilled in the presence of God and His Son and the Holy Spirit, which is what Old Testament saints said over and over that they were longing for that Christians today have solid trust in. Whom have I in heaven but thee? And there is none upon earth that I desire beside thee. My flesh and my heart faileth, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. If you need to respond to the gospel, please come now while we stand to sing. All to Jesus